God can't bless who you pretend to be or who you compare yourself to. He can only bless you and the lane that was created for you. I feel that for somebody. You don't need no edge entity. You need boundaries. What? I don't need your likes. I don't need your validation. All I need is a God fighting for me that says all things, all things, all things. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Turn the lights down low. Oh, yeah. Last time we did this, you all asked me to do a um, female rap song. And I said, Lord, which one shall we do? Which song? And then God brought back to my remembrance a Lauren Hill, Bob Marley collaboration in which, and I see my husband is in the comments. So, baby, I want to dedicate this one to you. Okay. Loving you was like a song I replay every three minutes and 30 seconds of every day. And every chorus was written for us to recite every beautiful melody of devotion. Every night it's potion like this ocean that might carry me in a wave of emotion to ask you to marry me. Teray, would you marry me? Stop playing and just marry me. Stop playing and just go on. Let me tell you, Mariah Williams sent me a microphone, okay? Um, I know I'm sitting in front of a microphone, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the microphone that I use when I spit these hot bars and sing these words, okay? Mariah, first of all, thank you for being a cherished member of the delegation and for encouraging me in the area of life that God is still blessing me. Marissa Moore said, what song is that? That is from, from the Best Man soundtrack. Turn your lights down. Turn your lights down, Lou, okay? And pull up your window curtain. You know, Shanice is Jamaican, so I had to make sure I do her right with my accent. I had to work on that. How y'all doing? This is the Woman Evolved Podcast. I am your host, Sarah Jakes Roberts. Hold on, let me put my let me put my mic in my case. Cause I think I think I'm singing, but I'll keep it nearby just in case. Okay, listen. Mariah, thank you. I see you in the comments. Mariah said, yes, sis. Okay, thank you. She got two mics today, said A. Monet, because you just got to have what you need to have on standby for the songs. Now, next time, I'm probably going to put a little auto-tune on it so I can make sure I sound real good, okay? Sherelle says, you better have the book in the background. Yes, this is the Woman Evolve book in the background because this is also where I sit to do a lot of things, but more on that later. But yes, come on, Woman Evolve. Nancy said, SJR rap career starting soon. Do you all prefer my rapping or singing? Now, I know you love the singing. So be honest with me here. If you prefer the singing, I will bring you a song next week. Irene says, hey, queen, can I ask you guys a question? Where are you watching from? Where are you logged in from? Okay, I need to know what's happening in your world. What have you been up to? How has your week been? Okay, you know that all month long we have been talking about courage at Woman Evolve and how courage shows up in different capacities of our life or how courage wants to show up, but how we have to overcome and let and let it be released. One of our uh, communities, the Woman Evolve Book Club, is reading about courage and vulnerability right now and it's amazing. Lovely Treasure says she prefers my rapping. Shauna says you rap good. Devon says rapping for me. Relo says I prefer the rapping. So no one prefers the singing? 
No one? All right, that's fine. Precious Angels is tuning in from Dallas. Aaron is watching from Houston. Sabrina is here from Louisiana. Aaron, be honest. Are you on a Houston high right now after the Grammys? This is a safe place. You can tell us. Does Houston feel like y'all just crank out beasts? Just tell us right now after the Grammys. Is that the kind of cloud you're on? Jay Nicole says, at times one is better than the other. I'll take that. Lisa from Muskogee, Muskogee, Oklahoma. What's up? And Kelly says she's in Arlington, Texas, visiting family. What's up to the fam bam in Arlington? Uh, Daisy's here. She says, it's the vocals for me. We appreciate that. Angelique says, Philadelphia, please pray for our city. Prayers up for Philly. Um, I'm not sure what's happening there. I'll have to do some research, but I know God knows, so I'm definitely going to be praying. Cheryl says, uh, sing, I got love all over me. Um, I don't, I don't know if I can take requests today because so many of us have so many songs you want to hear me sing. Okay. Uh, Devonda says, got into an accident last night. Pretty bad. It's me and the kids. Um, we're okay. God is just good. Praying for you, Devonda. Thankful that there's a hedge of protection around you, but I know that can be scary. Cece said, I joined the book club. I can't wait. First time. Thank you. Thank you for being a part of this moment. Now, First things first, have you been minding your business? What about your water intake? Would you consider yourself hydrated? Are you getting half your body weight in ounces? Because if you're drinking the proper amount of water, your skin should be glowing, your hair should be flourishing, and people should not have time to talk to you because you should be constantly taking sips. That's what I want to know is what's happening in your world. Brittany says, my Facebook app keeps crashing. No, ma'am, I need to be a part of this foolishness. I'm trying to fight for my joy today. Brittany, come join us on YouTube. Don't let Facebook stop your blessing. See, LA is in the building too. E.K. Todd says, I'm drinking my water right now. Cache says, minding my business, drinking my water, and doing what I want. We love that. Monique Johnson, she said, I joined the book club. Can't wait to receive my book. I can't wait either. We're going to have an incredible time. Quinesha says, sing an original and remix out with a few bars. I'm going to write you all a song before 2021 is up. I'm going to write you all a song. I may even see if I can get someone to put me, give me a track. I'm going to write on it. It's going to be blessed. You're going to love it. Minding your business, drinking your water. Sounds like you guys are functioning in the realm of full delegation membership. How's your heart? What's been going on with you on the inside? Like if you took a moment, if you took a moment, breathe it in, breathe it out. Okay. Even if you're not watching this live and you're listening on the app. Okay. So how are you? Are you good? Good is actually not an emotion. Can you choose an emotion word? Hmm. Are you happy? Are you sad? Are you overwhelmed? Are you distressed, disappointed? How are you? We want to know how you're doing. Let me tell you. So how am I doing today? Today I am, even though it's not an emotion, it's real, tired, <laughs> tired. Um, I was hazed last night by my five-year-old. It's become a thing. Um, and I decided last night that I was going to win, which means that every time she knocked on the door, I, I had to tell her no. Most of the time I cave in when she wants to sleep with us because I'm like, you know what, just come on because I'm trying not to interrupt my rest. But last night I was like, no, enough is enough. And she really went to battle with me. She she went head to head with me. She had lots of things that she needed to follow up on. And um, Ella's the ultimate negotiator. So today I'm feeling a little tired, but I, I am joyful. Y'all, last week, 
I'm going to say this. I'm going to check on y'all. We'll get into the show. Last week was my first week, really. You know, I shared this on YouTube, how I like want to get behind what God is doing in my life. And I feel like last week was my first week, really just like stepping into it, like standing up. I did some interviews. You know, I posted about my book more than just one time on social media. And I really feel like... um I feel joyful, one, for your incredible response. You guys have been so supportive. Okay, I'm gonna tell you this. I didn't wanna start a launch team. If you guys are in the launch team or you're even wondering what I'm talking about, a launch team is basically some people who come together and they say, when this book comes out, we're gonna make sure that like we're helping you to promote it, helping you to get as many people as possible connected to the message. We're gonna rate it on Amazon. (laughs) We may post it on our social media. And in exchange for being a part of the launch team, you get an advanced copy of the book. So you get to read the book before anyone else reads it. And then if you really believe in it and it touches you, then we ask that you would be a part of like helping us make sure literally no woman is left behind when it comes to this movement. So when our when my publisher first asked me about a launch team, I told them, that, you know, like I wanted to try and keep the number small. Now, let me tell you how we hedge our bets with fear. Part of the reason why I wanted to keep it small is I just didn't know how many people would be willing to dedicate their time, their influence to like being a part of reading this book and helping me to share it with as many people as possible. And so I'm like, I think we should keep it really small. And they're like, let's just open it up and see how many people would be a part. And I think there are like 3000 people on the launch team right now, which is like bananas to me, just that that you all see that much in this movement and that you care and desire so much about the anointing and grace that God has placed on my life. I don't think it's too late if you still want to be a part of it because they told me, okay, so I'm like, we got 3,000 people. I'm like, amazing. They're like, yeah, but only about 20% of them will actually follow through. And so I'm just praying like that God is going to blow their minds and blow their expectations and that it will be beyond the 20% that the women who signed up will actually show up and help us to get these books in people's hands. So, uh, So I'm full of joy. Thank you for your support. Thank you for getting behind this movement. Thank you for watching me break out of my, I don't want to ask people for help. I don't know if people will support me box and allowing me to step into this. I love you and I appreciate you. Uh, Let's see how you guys are doing though. (laughs) Jessica says, I am eagerly awaiting this STEMI. Okay. I see that. Monique says, hopeful. I resonate with that today. I feel hopeful too. Shawnee says, stressed and disappointed. I'm sorry, girl. (sighs) I'm hoping that you assess this moment, glean and feel fully in this moment so that you can heal fully in this moment. Try as much as you can to not suppress it so that you can make it through this. Uh, Auntie Yada says, peaceful. Um, Let's see. Justina says, on a course, says, okay. Valerie says, I'm doing good. Jocelyn says, joyful. Uh, Ray Ray says, wow, I pray y'all strength. There's a lot of people in here just sharing how they're feeling. Every now and then, there's something to be said about just releasing it, okay? (laughs) Trisha says, I want to be a part of the launch team. Go on our Facebook, on Woman Evolves Facebook or Woman Evolves Instagram, and you'll get all the details for joining. But um, you may think to yourself, like, I I don't want to release how I'm feeling. I don't want to say it, or I didn't get to participate participate in the live. So it doesn't matter. It matters. Say it to yourself, release those feelings yourself. You would be surprised how you actually feel. Cause sometimes we're just going through life in such a haze and things are blurry that we don't really know how we feel. And it's not until we pinpoint it. Like I'm tired today, which can kind of, I could say, I don't feel good. I feel bad. Cause I feel tired, but underneath that tired is joy. And so sometimes
sometimes our top layer is lying on where we are in our core. And so to allow yourself access to your core is um, important. Amber says, I'm busy, but I'm making it. Christian says, come get my husband. He's been off of work for... Um, for a sprained ankle and he's doing too much. <laughs> Girl, you need to give him some gummies. Give him some midnight gummies, okay? Give him some go-to-bed gummies, okay? Um, take. I'm not telling you to drug your husband, but I am telling you rest in this season. Your body needs rest to recover fully. Just a little bit of gummies, just a little bit of gummies. You go out on the drive, can't find something at the grocery store. Go get something so exotic like oxtails. You know you can't get oxtails from everywhere. Go get something so exotic that you got to be gone all day. Okay, don't let these children, don't let these children and these husbands get on your nerves. You have to be you first, center yourself. Okay, figure out what you get them a crossword book. Okay, a word search. All right, turn on ESPN, put on an old football game. I don't know what your man like to do, but what I'm saying is do something different. Okay, uh, let's see. Uh, Shantia says, you peep. Whoa, what we peep? What we peeping? Oh, <laughs> Brianna says, not melatonin. I'm saying just a little, just a little gummy, just a little gummy. And Janique says, motivated and thankful for God's grace and favor and for God choosing me for such an assignment as the one I'm on. That is amazing. Oh, they say I'm already snacking today. Police says, so true. I cried today and I let all the emotions out and now I feel at peace. I love it. Okay, so let's talk about Rescue Eve. Let's talk about how whenever people start cutting up, y'all start tagging me and stuff. Let's talk about how when words are added to the dictionary, y'all automatically pull me into the shade room. Let's talk about how I don't like being in the shade room, like my face actually being on the shade room, and yet that happened this week, and I just had to stay away from that corner of the world because comment sections are mean. But guess what? I saw your tags. I saw your posts. Let's get into these rescues. All right. Rescue Eve, for those of you who don't know, you're like, who? What? Eve is already gone. What are we rescuing? We're rescuing the spirit of Eve, the spirit of know better but not do better that permeates our culture. And by permeates, I mean lives in our home, goes to bed with us, is in us, lives and breathes and also shows up in our neighbors and society and culture. And instead of being like, oh, that person is wrong for that, we try to take a minute and say, you know what? Let's see things from a different perspective. Let's see if we can rescue this behavior. Now, y'all already know. <sighs> y'all already know that we was going to have to run up on this one. Um, and I'm just going to pray that melodies from heaven would come down and stomp any excuses that would keep us from having a revolution um, because this is a 9-1-1 and you can lean on me in this portion of the segment so that we can have a brighter day in this season of the world. Um, so, all right, I'm gonna read the story and we're gonna see what happens and let's see what the delegation says on today, okay? I'm gonna let you right, know right now, most of us have already gassed up the jet, okay? Uh, I ain't even gonna lie. I ain't even gonna lie to you, um, but I'm gonna just see what everyone says, okay? Um, all right, here we go. So Kirk Franklin's son, Karrion Franklin, released audio on social media, which allegedly revealed threatening words from father to son. 
Um, this is why I'm done. No father should speak to their children like this. If I have any issues, it's because of this type of treatment that I deal with behind closed doors. The 32-year-old shared in the Instagram upload on Saturday. According to the caption, the argument was not a thing of the past. In the audio, the argument got pretty heated in the 45-second clip. The voice identified by Carrie on as Kirk Franklin exclaimed, some things. I'll put my foot where the sun doesn't shine. Not what he said, but it's what he said, okay? And then he said, don't you ever disrespect me. And he said it in such a way that let me know he had been disrespected. You know, sometimes when people disrespect you, you have to tell them, don't you ever disrespect me because they didn't already disrespected you. And so you got to tell them you didn't cross the line. So now you can't cross the line no more. Um, so here's the thing. Um, I'm going to just tell y'all the Tierra says Kirk is already rescued. Okay. Um, Amika, no, Alicia says no need to discuss. He automatically gets the jet. Michaela says Uncle Kirk rescue. Sonia says I say gas up the jet with Mia on board. Um, Maya says I unfollowed the shade room. Come on, somebody. Look at that growth. Nicole says sending him the jet. Brianna says I want y'all to cancel Unc, but she clapping hands like if you do, it's going to be an issue. Nicola says I'm rescuing Kirk immediately. Sick of the order sitting there. He says no need to continue the story. We send in the rescue. Okay. So part of the reason why this is up for debate is because, you know, there is... Uh, a narrative that would propose that no parent at all and no child should talk to one another in this in this manner, regardless of what takes place. I have to tell you, I have never had the opportunity to um, push my parents in such a way that they would talk to me like this. And I've never had my parents talk to me like this. But I do think that there is a worthy conversation to be had about toxic family relationships, even in Christian homes. We make it seem like people get saved and all of a sudden dysfunction no longer exists. I think that both of them pretty much said that they've had a toxic relationship. And this is not something that is out of the ordinary. And I feel like when you have a toxic relationship, then toxic things happen. And so I think we should rescue both of them because I do think that there is like a little boy who is lashing out in some way because of something he feels he didn't receive, whether he should have had it or or didn't or should not have had it is up for debate in between them. But I mean, at the end of the day, what do y'all think about rescuing both of them and bringing Dr. Anita onto the boat? How what what do what say ye delegation? Summer says we love Kirk. <laughs> Relo says rescue. He's human. Life is Vicky says period. Let's take off. Melissa says Peter used choice words. We love some choice words. Cache says as long as he didn't call him out of his name. Um, you know I don't know. Let me tell you. Nicola says singing rain down on me. Okay, so the saints. I, I mean. Michaela says he's 33. He's a grown man. Lauren says, I'd be mad when parents cuss their kids out in the grocery store, but I mind my business, so I'll continue to do just that. All right. Well, listen, you know what? 
Ray Ray says, rescue dad and son. Praise for the fam. Priscilla says, rescue both. I think we should rescue both. Kiana says, definitely agree with rescuing both. Okay, because the thing is, sometimes when we see these circumstances, it's difficult to not try and take a side when we see this stuff like on the news, whether it's someone who we feel like we know and love like Kirk or something that's happening in the headlines. It's so easy to like choose a side. But I do think there's something to be said about rescuing both people because it feels like there is a deep pain that has taken place. And it may mean that they don't need to be around one another. So we got to rescue one on a boat and another one on a helicopter. We'll decide when we get there. But I do think that there is something to be said about recognizing that both sides of the story are valid and true to that person's experience. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they are functioning in the healthiest way. And so I say we rescue both of them. Monique says we need core in here because the son needs a pow-pow. Oh, I wish I could pull Cora in. I wish I could pull Cora in. Should I try and call her? Oh, Lord. This is going to be a mess. Let me see if I can get Cora. Huh? I got 10 minutes? Okay. Hi, I'm going to try and call Cora real quick. First of all, she didn't pick up the phone. So she already know when this get off, she thought what Kirk said was something. <laughs> I'm going to let her have it for not picking up my phone calls. Um, Moore says, Kirk gets the helicopter. The son can get the boat with no paddles. Okay, let me see. Let me see. Let me call. Corey. Yeah. Watch your mouth. I'm live on the podcast, okay? All right. Cork, can we rescue Kirk and his son? Or? Oh, absolutely, absolutely, because it's none of our business, okay? <laughs> it's none of our business how people parent their children. Cork. We are not CPS agents. <laughs> we do not have, he is a grown man. They are both grown, and and we are going to live. We're going to live right on through this. He cussed his son out over the phone to act like that. He drug him down. Court emotional dragging is just as painful as physical dragging. Sarah, he's going to be all right. He's going to be just fine. <laughs> he's going to be okay. He's going to be just fine. Court. Mm -hmm. Court. <laughs> the delegation wanted your opinion on this because they said she needed, um, he needed a pow pow. Yeah, it, it's obviously just too much, okay? It's team too much. This is very spontaneous as well because we have not heard from this yet, but it's sometimes. So <laughs> I'm trying to figure out why why such spontaneous uh, combustions are happening in this season, but it's fine. He's grown. Kirk is grown. And how he talks to his son ain't none of our business. We ain't his son. We ain't his kids. Okay. All right. <laughs> Um, say hello to the delegation. Okay, Crystal said... Hello, delegation. Chris, I love. Crystal said, Cora said what she said. Tamika says, yes, Cora. Monique says, yes, Cora. I'm so here for you. Sherelle says, Kirk had one of them cursing pair. Oh, yes, it was a cursing pair. Ashley says, but it's cussing and sin. Cora, it's cussing and sin. Come on, Cora. 
Where I would need the scriptural reference for what she's talking from. Because the thing is that like cursing someone, like putting a curse on someone, cursing them with bad luck, cursing them with death, cursing them is, oh, that's not, that's not biblical at all. Heaven doesn't smell at that. You know, now I do think that cussing is inappropriate. You know, it's inappropriate in in times it's inappropriate. And I think that, you know, vocabulary is so wide and expanse, why would we need to just use cuss words, you know? Exactly. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that it's inappropriate, but I have no biblical references to suggest that it is a sin. I don't have that anywhere. But if they could DM me, they can DM me a scripture where they can find that uh, cussing is a sin. And then I would also need them to have the reference by which that word is being used. Because just as you said, there's a difference between cursing mm-hmm. and cussing. There, there could be an argument. Let no corrupt speech come out of your mouth. Would that be what you know? Would that be? I mean, well, then, then we all going to hell in a handbasket because there's been corrupt speeches going on all over the world. <laughs> Good night, Cor. Thank you, thank you for your heart to serve the delegation. We don't know what we we would do without you. It's my pleasure. Sending love. <laughs> Bye, sis. <laughs> Course it's in her references. She needs to understand where it is. Tandy says, okay, but Kirk needed a bit of syntax and a proper lineup with that cussing out. It was kind of all over the place. Okay, but how we cannot, <laughs> we, let's not judge the cussing of people. One of the first times Malachi almost got in trouble when he was a child, he said about, ooh, am I allowed to, is it, he grown now. The, when you, he cussed, he was like in the fourth grade and he was going to a Christian school and they said something to him and he said something back. But I was so perplexed at how he strung them words together that I couldn't even be like, I was like, who, where did you hear that level? Why? I mean, you grew up in the house. How did you, I don't even understand, but that's, it's good. Cause sometimes you need to be so dusty in your cussing that it comes out all jumbled up. Cause most of the time I only speak in tongues and pray. So my cussing is jumbled up, but that doesn't mean that it can't come out anyhow. I don't know. I'm just saying, okay. Yolanda says Cora is hilarious for sure Justine says send Cora the boat yes Yanan says we love Kirk I don't know his son too much so I can't help him let's rescue both of them let's rescue both of them and see what happens from there Tia says can we talk about who was laughing though because that's why I started I don't know who was laughing in the clip but whoever was laughing in the clip was tickled (laughs) it's not funny (laughs) but I am the kind of person who like, if something escalates too quickly for me, I have an awkward laugh for you. Like, cause I know it's not supposed to be funny, but did, oh, did you, oh, <laughs> like the awkward laugh of just this escalated quickly. And now this is really serious and I don't even know what to do about it. And I can't believe you actually snapped. Cause you know, this is what happened. Whoever was laughing, I want to rescue whoever was laughing in the background because it's like, have you ever been around someone and you were, they were about to call somebody and, you know, try and figure out what's going on with them. Like, let me call, let me call my mother-in-law. Let me call my sister. Let me call this person. And you just back there as moral support and everything is going fine until that person starts cussing them out. And you're giggling because it's not funny. 
But how did we lose so fast? We were calling in to be the higher person, and now here we are, okay? Unapologetically, Mevi says, no one can judge, actually. There should be no one picking up any stones. Put them down. No one has the right to pick them up. That's right. Lakeisha says, I'm not rescuing this son. Putting out the recording with both sides deserves a drowning. Now, there is something to be said about, let's put us both out there. Tina says, I thought it was uh, Tammy. She thought it was his wife. I, let me tell you something. A giggle. A giggle. Uh, Lottie Cray says, Lottie Cray says, all kids can take you there. Natalie Janice says, wasn't Bishop Jakes a therapist? LOL. Let me tell you something about Bishop Jakes. I don't know. When he, when he said it on the video, that was my first time hearing it. Because my father don't be saying nothing about nothing. He has never, that was my first time even hearing it. And I, I didn't even ask him and call him and say, like, what's up? Because I know my father's not going to say anything. So, you know, that's it. That's it. Uh, Sonia says, I always laugh in the middle of an awkward argument. I love me a good old awkward, inappropriate place laugh. I love it. <laughs> I love it. The louder it is, the better. Have you ever had an awkward, inappropriate laugh and it was loud? So now you laugh loud and laughing at something that don't make no sense. I know it. I know it. I've been there. Okay. Um, Ayana says kids will cause corrupt speech. You know, I've never, but let me tell you, everyone's experience is different. Everyone is, everyone's experience is different, but I've never, I've never but I will say this, and then I'm going to move on. There is a philosophy of parenting that suggests that if you talk to me like somebody off the streets, I will show you what God delivered me from. I've heard it said before. I've heard it said before. Glenisha says, no judgment, but I think there's a lot of father and mother wounds out here in the black community and people need to heal. Like, why y'all doing this? No, this is that's why I said we should rescue both of them. You know, father and mother wounds are real. And I think that like, I have no frame of reference for even having a conversation that could be similar at all as what we heard. But just because that's my reality doesn't mean that there isn't a real place in which people do communicate in this way because of the toxic behavior of one or both individuals. And um, that is at the point where you need help and space in order to, to figure it out because you just can't do it together without further damaging one another. So I'm down for rescuing both. Okay, let's move on. Armani says, I've had some of my best laughs at funerals. <laughs> what? <laughs> she says, speaking of awkward laughs, I've had some of my greatest tickles. Um, okay, yeah. So we're going to rescue both of them. Let's move on to the next story. Sweetie, sweetie is going viral because she shared her preference on spaghetti. Um, can I ask y'all a question? Okay, on March 1st, the Shade Room posted a video of rapper Sweetie. So, weedy. I'm not going to say sweetie. It's, yeah, so weedy. So weedy. So weedy. So weedy. So weedy. So weedy. Saweetie putting ranch on her plate of spaghetti, a common combination. But in today's age, this classic style has caused some controversy and debate. Y'all don't put ranch on your spaghetti. Can we talk about it? Can we talk about... I would love to put... 
you all in a place of great joy by putting a little bit of ranch on your spaghetti. Ranch and pizza, ranch and spaghetti, ranch is the ranch and French fries, ranch is the condiment of warriors. Um, it is the condiment of, of people who just understand that ranch taste, makes everything taste a little bit better. Can we rescue Saweetie for putting Saweetie, Saweetie, <laughs> for putting ranch on her spaghetti? Olani says, no ranch. Amber says, absolutely not. Ashley saved 45 minutes later. Sawweetie. E.K. Ty says, oh, no. Tiffany says, no. Tasha says, no. Cynthia says, no. Kenshell says, that's nasty, Sarah. Tina says, wow, no, never heard of it. Marissa says, um, I love ranch, but not on spaghetti. <gasps> I just, I just don't know. Are we... Kiana says ranch and lasagna. Ranch and lasagna and ranch and spaghetti is the same thing. Just like ranch and pizza is the same thing. Laura says, how did y'all come up with ranch and spaghetti? How did the apostles know to go into all of the world? Jesus said it. Jesus is the one who said put ranch on spaghetti to me in my prayer life. I just, I think y'all should try it. Rashawn says, I have in hot sauce too. Do y'all have y'all, do y'all not know that there are some places where the only time and only way they can eat spaghetti is with catfish and cornbread on the side? Like, it's a whole thing. So what's a little bit of ranch to a boss? Life is Vicky says, yes, rescue my homegirl. Dear says, Laurie's on eggs, part two, move on, sis. Vanessa says, yes, rescue. Natalie says, yes, go on everything. This, let me tell you. I put ranch on my spaghetti. Destiny says ranch is top tier condiment. I'm just saying. Sophia says, yes, ranch and spaghetti are the same. They are the very same. Okay. <sighs> I just don't know. Amika says, y'all taste must be wild. And Tamiel says, rescue her because that's her business, like Miss Tabitha said, but no for me. I would like to rescue Sawidi. Sawidi, you're home here. I welcome you. Where the ranch is abundant, the spaghetti sauce has meat sauce that has been crumbled to perfection and simmered over time with thick spaghetti noodles. Can they stop selling thin spaghetti noodles? What is that? My sauce can't even handle them. Can I ask y'all another question while we talk about spaghetti? Those of you who eat spaghetti with no meat sauce, you just put marinara on pasta. I don't know who hurts you, but God wants to bring you to a place of healing. You cannot just take that sauce and dump it over pasta and call it spaghetti. Spaghetti has meat in it. It has a little Italian sausage. You can do ground turkey. You can do ground beef, but don't just put that red sauce on noodles and call it spaghetti. When we go to restaurants and they talk about do you want it with meat sauce? There is no other meat. There is no other sauce to put spaghetti on. I just, I don't understand. Now, when we was growing up and my parents was poor, you know, they did noodles and ketchup. And maybe that's why I have PTSD about just noodles and regular spaghetti sauce with no meat in it. But we do need to have meat in the spaghetti sauce when we're not being vegan, of course. I like the beef crumb, the vegetarian beef crumbles for when I'm being vegan. I mix that with Italian sausage. <laughs> Um, how about that? I have questions. Uh, Lisa says, need the meat. It, uh, Marissa says, but I don't eat meat, sis. Me neither. But when I do, I like it in my spaghetti. <laughs> 
sit down, Shanice. Shanice, just sit down. Just because you're a pescatarian doesn't mean you can uh, chime in on this conversation. Lauren says, yeah, that angel hair should rest. Brianna says, spaghetti and no me. Get free, baby. Get free. When I say get free, I want you to know that God wants you to be free from that right now, okay? ML Snyder says, yes, sauce should have meat. It should have meat in it. Xavier says, LOL, I am, I am in agreement. Spaghetti needs meat with that sauce. Indeed, it does. Indeed, it does. Okay. Luana says, the chicken and ranch must have touched the spaghetti that one time. Oh, I, I feel chills. I whew, get cold chills when I think about uh, spaghetti and ranch. Make me want to make some spaghetti tonight. Okay. Um, you know what? Someone brings up an interesting point. I just scrolled by, but they said we should, uh, Keisha says we should rescue her name. We sure should. Because I want to say sweetie, but it's not sweetie. It's saweetie. 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 Saw, saw weedy. That's what I said. Um, all right. Tiff Thomas says dice up some bell peppers in it too. I've had that fancy jazzy spaghetti y'all make as well. Okay. Um, so saw weedy, I love you. And and we're gonna rescue you. Now it seemed like it ain't gonna be but a couple of us on the boat, but that's all right. That's all right. We're gonna make it all right. Okay, so let's move on. Y'all. The glory of the Lord is here. Fitna and chow have been added to the dictionary.com to reflect growing diversity. Now, you know, dictionary.com has included several African-American vernacular English words like fitna and chow to their database. If you're listening and you've never heard of a fitna, maybe you're not here. Maybe you're not American. Maybe you're not African-American because, you know, we international around here. It's not just us. You know, um, fitna is fixing. First of all, fixing to is not proper English because it's you can all say fixing. But fitna is like I'm finna in this podcast so I can go home and put some ranch on my spaghetti. I'm about to in a moment. And I am about to move on to the next portion of my day. That's what fitna mean, okay? But instead of saying all of that, you can just say fitna. Like, um, I'm fitna try and do something else. You know what I'm saying? Fitna, fitna. Um, and then the next word they added was child. Was child, listen... Y'all already know what Chally is because this is the one y'all were tagging me in because you said that I was responsible for helping to keep Chal alive. Keep Chal alive. Alicia Allen says not Fitna. Now, I would like us to keep Chal. I don't know about Fitna. When I say Fitna, I know that a part of my ancestors did not fight for me to be able to say Fitna. And yet sometimes it rolls so smoothly off my tongue, you know. So I don't know if we should have uh, given Fitna validation, but I do think there's something to child. Ingrid says, do they have it as child, though? They don't have it as child, though. We need to petition, okay? Bridget says Fitna in the South. Natalie says, no, ma'am, Sarah, this is not a, discu- this is not a discussion, sis. Um... So people were upset, though, about them adding these words to the dictionary. But I feel like we should rescue Fitna and Chow because there's sometimes no other way to say things. Tina says, I love Fitna. I love it. Must, music note says, please notice this. Micah says, wait, I thought it was Fixna, as in fixing or about. So you can say fix. No, I don't know if it's Fixna. Fixna. You you got a sweetie spirit on you. <laughs> you got a sweetie sweetie spirit on you. It's fitna fixin', but I don't know fixna. You like fixna? Malachi likes fixna. Let's make fixna let's make fixna a thing. Okay, like fetch, right? Yeah, we'll fetch one. Well, fetch wanted to become a thing. 
How about that? Jamie says, come on now. How about that? Jalen says, Fitna is validated, but I'm from Alabama, so maybe that's why. So, Joe K says, no, ma'am. Kiki says, not she trying to pronounce it correctly. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Abby says, let's rescue Chow. Fitna can stay where it is. Fitna. Bev says, not Fitna, but definitely Chow. I love Chow. Chow. Because that's child don't have no D at the end of it sometimes. It's just an E hanging out there with the rest of your stress and worry. Zola says, stay in the spirit, mm, intercessors. Keeps this Wi-Fi covered because the enemy ain't fitting to bully us to get off the early today. Come on, don't let them do it. Um, okay, so Moni says, I, they just slang. They don't have to they don't have to or need to be added to the dictionary. I'm not mad about it, but why they feel a need to to add new words? You know, sometimes people change things that we weren't even worried about. Nobody was sitting up protesting about fitna or child to be added to the dictionary. And I understand, you know, that the dictionary is doing what they can in their realm of influence, and there's something to be said about that. Um, you know, but we protesting about other things. So maybe if we could add some words like, to the dictionary that could help us move some things along in policy and systems, that would be great. But for now, we just fit in a sit back and say, chow, without that red squiggly line showing up. And I guess there's something to be said about that. Who knows? Jay Nicole says, fetch is not going to happen, Sarah, in my best Regina voice. That's all right. Um, Alicia says, the Urban Dictionary was good enough. It was. And now here we are. You know what I'm finna do? Um... Oh, Jaleesa says, can you just read the definition of child? I'm just, let me see. You know, your wish is my command. Child definition. Mm, they're not ready for it yet. Maybe they made the announcement too soon. Because right now they're giving me chile pepper. You know, how you say Chile? Y'all remember that? That's all right. You Sometimes you got to update your internet to get it to where it's supposed to be, you know, because it's not there right now. You know what I'm finna do? I'm finna child when y'all see this waistline. I'm finna, I ain't even gonna lie to you, I ain't finna do nothing. Um, I'm finna, though, drop an ad right here about Noom, okay? <laughs> That's what I'm finna do. I'm finna make sure that somebody has lunch next week because Noom is sponsoring today's podcast, okay? Y'all have already heard me talk about Noom, and I have seen some of you have already been posting your results and how you are being much more patient with yourself on your journey because Noom has taught you not just how to make lifestyle changes, but to do so in a way that allows you to love and embrace where you are. Think about everything you've ever learned about getting healthy. There's a lot of contradictory information out there and things like that old fashioned food pyramid aren't much help. You know how to chew, how to use chopsticks and how to find how to fold a slice of pizza so the cheese doesn't slide off and you get that first bite. But do you really know how to eat? Okay, Noom says if you want to lose weight, it's not about one thing you ate today, but how you eat in general. Have you ever gotten questionable food advice? Let me tell you something. Like you don't know if you need to be fasting, if you need to be vegan, if you can eat whatever you want to on one day and then starve the next day. People just be out here telling you all kinds of things. What I love about Noom is that it's not giving 
giving you a diet to follow, but it's helping you to make healthier choices. And it is going to help you eat better. It's going to help you have more energy, enjoy exercising again, fitting in your clothes, because it's not about a number on the scale, but getting you to a place where you feel confident in who you are. It just takes 10 minutes a day. Uh, to figure out your program, get in there, ask questions. I love it. And for you guys, we are having a special. And the special is if you sign up for the trial period, okay, you get a special code through Evolve, okay? There's a science to getting healthier. It's called Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom, N-O-O-M.com slash Evolve. Learn how to eat again with Noom. Sign up for your free Sign up for your trial today at Noom, N-O-O-M.com slash Evolve, okay? Boom shakalaka. Okay, right. All right, here we go. Um, So let's see. I have a special guest for today's podcast, and I know I just called Core, but there's someone else who I want to bring in. You guys... Um, so you all have heard me talk about my book coming out. And one of the things that I love about Woman Evolve and our community is being able to support other people's vision as well. And there is a woman that I met who (laughs) we sat on the phone and we talked for probably about an hour and hearing her story was so amazing and so remarkable that I wanted her to share with you all her journey and what she's gone through. So for Hail Mary, I thought it would be really cool if she came on and share with us her journey, how she is now a New York Times bestselling author. Come on, when we were first talking before she'd even released her book, she was just sharing what God had placed on her heart and how she wanted to make sure that it reached as many people as possible. And now she is a New York Times bestselling author. Her name is Jamie Kern Lima. She is the founder of It Cosmetics. And let me tell you, she's got a story about courage that is going to change the way that you show up in your life. So let's throw Jamie in and see how she's doing. Sarah, how are you? I'm good. Hey how guys. are you? Good. So good to see you. Thank how you are so you feeling? You've been on a whirlwind tour with Believe It. How are you feeling? <laughs> good. <laughs> I'm feeling good. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for pouring faith into me before the book even launched and uh, hanging out with me. You were cooking for the kids and I was yeah. like, Sarah, I need your advice. And it was so good. Thank you. My pleasure. So you have to tell me, so believe it. If you had, if this is some people's first time hearing your story, understanding what believe it means to you, can you tell us what that means to you? Yeah, for me, it's um, learning how to believe, right? My whole journey, a lot of people, when they Google my story, they see like Denny's waitress builds billion dollar company. Uh, but really it's this, my real story is a story of like learning how to believe in myself, overcoming self-doubt and body doubt and God out yeah. <laughs> all the things. And, and after years of, of getting, you know, DMS and messages from, from so many women just saying like, Oh, I read your, your story, which was really just the highlight reel in the press. Um, and they would share with me like, Oh, you know, did you just get lucky or did you have or whatever. And then they would share their own story and they'd be like, I'm not getting trapped in media or I'm getting action or, um, you know, and they'd feel alone in it. And I kind of realized like, if we don't ever really share, which is why I love your show, by the way, if we don't ever really share like the stories behind stories, then, you know, people feel kind of alone in their own setbacks or their own rejections or their own, you know, feelings of not enoughness. So it's really a book about 
how to go from, you know, not believing yourself to believing in yourself and, um, kind of the real stuff, like the scrappy stuff that most people don't share, uh, on the journey. I love this so much because I was reading through your book and in your introduction, you say being vulnerable is hard, but I've learned that sharing our true, flawed, authentic selves is the only way real connection and love can happen. It's the only way to step into our full power and purpose in our lives. How have Mm -hmm. you been vulnerable even in releasing this book? And do you feel a new wave of power and purpose in doing so? Mm. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I'm hearing from people saying things like I started reading the book and I was rooting for all, you know, these, these setbacks. I went through years and years and years of setbacks and those trying to build this company. And, um, they said by the end of the book, uh, there was like, I was cheering for you during all these stories. And by the end of the book, I realized I was cheering for myself again. And I was just like, Oh, right. Like those kind of things make it really, um, purposeful. And I think you know, we're in this, this uh, world now where everyone just sees everyone else online in a big part. And a lot of people, you know, it's so easy to fall in that trap of like comparison or this or that. And, um, you know, my journey of, of building this company and kind of breaking through this crowded industry of giants when, you know, people are saying like, it's impossible to break into the, the beauty industry. And, you know, I tried to do it a different way. And when I launched it, no one was using, uh, in, you know, real people as models, right? It was always like these airbrush kind of Photoshop ads. And I have a, a skin condition called rosacea that's super bright red and bumpy. And uh, I get patches of redness all over my face. And and so, you know, when I, I was working as a news anchor, I thought I was in my dream job because um, I've always wanted to share other people's stories. And, and I, I went into the season of setbacks. I got this, this skin condition and I'd be um, anchoring the news live and I'd hear in my earpiece from the producer, like, there's something on your face. There's something on your face. Um, you need to wipe it off. You need to wipe it off. And I'd be live and I knew there was nothing I could wipe off. And I, I went through this sort of like season of self-doubt where I was like, am I going to get fired? Am I going to lose ratings? All those things things and I, I started trying to find makeup and work and I couldn't find anything uh, and two things happened uh, I thought um, I was in the season of setback and, and self-doubt but you know the famous saying that often like our setbacks are God's setups for, for folks to do and I went through this this journey of like I had this feeling on my heart which for me how I hear God is through my intuition and I had this feeling like if I could create a product that worked it probably help a lot of other people um, but then I went through like my head taking over <laughs> it was like oh but you're not qualified and you have no money you don't know anything about the industry so I went through this kind of thing this this period of time do I listen to my gut or that that still small voice or or do I listen to my head telling me I'm not qualified and I don't have what it takes and I think so many times our lives come our lives come down to those moments right of which one listen to. And, um, and I, I chose to, to listen to that, that, that still small voice saying you, you've got to do this. And I quit my job and kind of went all in. Um, and Sarah, I did not know it would be three years of literally every, like all the, all the department stores, the beauty retailers, you know, all the, all the stores, like I thought, Oh, Cause I, you know, I poured all my savings into creating something that worked and I'm like, Oh, they're just going to like, give me a shot and say yes. And I wasn't ready for three years of all of them saying no. Wow. And I think that, you know, for me, it was a lesson of like, sometimes we think we hear God or we think we hear that, that, that feeling on our heart and then we go for it. And when it doesn't work, we think we're wrong. 
<laughs> or that like our gut was wrong. Um, and, and for me, it was three years of that, of trying to stay in faith. Cause every time I would check in, it felt like I was supposed to keep going, even when everything around me was like, you know, no proof, um, that it was ever going to work. And so, uh, it was a long journey of, of learning how to trust, you know, we trust ourselves. I, I think that's, that's, um, the moments of our lives come down, um, I love that so much. You talk about authenticity in your book, and I see so many people who are commenting right now, and they're just talking about how incredible your story is and how they are so mm-hmm. encouraged because they were just about to give up. When I tell you that this book has added faith, even watching you get behind what this book and this messaging says inspired me. I've been sharing with, uh, you know, my book is coming out next month, but I've been sharing yes. with them how I want to like make sure that I am getting behind what God is doing in my life and staying in faith about it. And I watched you just talk about this book and share this book. I mean, you had an incredible Believe It event. I posted it on my social and I had people who missed the podcast Mm -hmm. because they were at the Believe It event. And so I just want to commend you. Hail Mary is like when we take a moment and we just acknowledge women who are out there who are empowering other women who are blazing trails and helping us to become better by sharing their stories and blazing trails. And so I just want to thank you for the work that you're doing and for sharing with us some of your knowledge and your tips. It's amazing. Oh, I'm super honored. And I thank you for doing that all the time. You know what I mean? I feel like, I feel like these conversations are so important. You know what I mean? Because like we typically don't hear people having these conversations when isn't going their way or they don't share the hard parts or the embarrassment that we want to hide or whatever. But you know, one of the things I talk about in my book is how uh, champions aren't made when the game is easy yeah. <laughs> and you know, it's a tough 14 months for a lot of us. And, um, and, and, but I believe God made us all champions. And, mm. and I think, you know, it's, um, thank you for that, by the way, that was, that was crazy. It was a live event and there was a uh, 217,000 people live. I'd never done a live event before and it was crazy. And <laughs> I still haven't slept since. I bet, but, I bet. Um, <laughs> But, um, yeah, thank you so much for that. No, it's, 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 um, it's an honor to be on here and I'm excited for your book too. I'm excited for your book for sure. Oh, I saw it on Amazon and like the charts already. I know. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm doing everything I can. I'm swinging at it. Okay. We're going to get into some other Hail Marys cause you're going to hang out with us and do like a Hail Mary one or two with us. Okay, great. Yeah. Okay, so Hail Mary, one of our Hail Marys is Beyonce because she just broke the record to become the singer with the most Grammy Award wins of all time. She won her 28th Grammy Award for R&B performance for Black Parade. Beyonce made history and surpassed the country bluegrass artist Allison Cross for um, who had a record of 27. And when I tell you that Beyonce looked amazing, I don't know if you saw the pictures or saw her accepting this award. She looked amazing when accepting this and you know Beyonce says she's been working since she was nine years old you talk about work ethic mm, yeah for sure and also just authenticity right yeah. like an originality and doing things that have never been done before and um that what that's what I think is so special you know when you um you look at all the studies out there right because like we're in this social media world it's easy to compare but like all the studies out there say like it's impossible to have another connection with another human being like a real connection if we show up as our representative or as someone else Mm -hmm. or if we try to like you know be this version of ourselves we think people want to be and the thing I appreciate most about her not just as an artist as a woman is like 
fully herself, like year after year after year after year, doing visual albums, doing things that no one's ever done before, taking creative risks and showing up authentically. Like I think it's for like empowering to, to, because our, not only is it impossible to have a real connection with another human being, but that includes like our communities or our customers or the relationships we're in. I think it's freeing also just every one of us, you know what I mean? To embrace too, because it kind of takes all the pressure off. And I think, I don't know, I think especially as women, we're taught to be people pleasers and to like be the person people expect us to be when all that does is create this barrier of disconnection with other people. And so like my own journey of building my company and, you know, we eventually got on QVC, right. And, and what I, I watched tens of thousands of other brand founders and most of them never made it. And the one that actually made it long-term and survived were the ones that were the same on air mm. as they were off air, because there's that, like, you can't fake authenticity, you know yeah. what I mean? And there's that through line of it. And so anyways, when I think of, of, of Beyonce and like how she's breaking records, you think back to even all the way to when she was nine, that's the thing that comes to mind with me is just literally, you know, taking these authentic creative risks of not just her art being herself you yeah I love that too um I just have to tell you Takesha Jamie she said Jamie thank you for having courage to step out on faith and do what God had on your heart this is there thank you for being open obedient to God to use your platform so he can get the glory but I have to and then someone else fame says I love the believe it event and it was so amazing but Jamie another thing that has taken over the comment section is your makeup they're saying that it looks amazing that your eyebrows look good girl you are out here slaying for us and we are here to receive it <laughs> you know I did two shows today and I was like in a sweater I'm like oh no I gotta get the I gotta I gotta, I gotta put an extra effort for your show thank you I have no brows so hearing that is huge thank you so much they, let me <laughs> yeah, tell you something every day you, I got my brows microbladed, but now I want to do something different. I am a brow. Brows just make the face and you have it together. We are just yeah. over here loving the presentation. Kardashian says she is definitely on fleek. <laughs> we love that. Uh, okay. Brows are so important, by they the way, are. right? Not to be like, it's like if you do, by the way, brows, because it's like uh, they give your face, they give your face symmetry, right? Which equates to beauty. So I love it. No matter what face shape or whatever, it's like brows are the one thing. If you do one thing, that's yeah, the one thing. your brows have to get together. Okay, let's do one more and then we're going <laughs> to let you go because we know you're out here changing the world. Um, okay, so there's a Navy veteran who was struggling with her own mental health issues and she has launched a suicide prevention organization to help others who may be experiencing the same challenges. Her name is Portia Williams and she tells people that she started Restore Life Global in 2008. 18 after experiencing her own mental health challenges stemming from her time serving in the Navy during Operation Iraqi Freedom. And so I love that she created this suicide intervention training for families because we are the ones who are most likely to see when our relatives or family are beginning to shift. And for us to be able to understand how to communicate and talk to people in those moments is so critical. Jamie, I want to ask you before you leave one last question. So the emotional cost and mental cost 
cost mm-hmm. of overcoming fear, I don't think can be um, overstated because it does cause you to really step and move in faith like you've never had to do before. Can you just give us a little bit of insight about what skin you had to shed in order to step into this incredible business owner, author that you are now? Mm. So, you know, first of all, I love this statement so much. (laughs) The people that you highlight are so inspiring. You know, I I remember a couple years into into building it and um, I didn't know what we were going to do. We were down to no money. All the retailers had said no. And I was going through this season of like a big season of self-doubt and not not knowing what I'm going to do. Right. My, everything was relying on my faith. That, like I just felt like I was supposed to keep going. Um, and we got a big call from a potential investor who's this big private equity company. Right. And I was freaking out because I'm like, oh, my gosh, like I didn't know how we're going to stay. Alive. And this is a big investor that uh, is well known for investing in all these these uh, products. We all buy in grocery stores. Right. And making them house and they loved our product and I was like oh my gosh and I was telling my husband that they invest in us a we're not gonna go bankrupt b maybe they can use their connection this into all these stores like Sephora and Ulta and the department stores that all keep saying no and so we started having meetings with them and they said we love your product we had this uh, bye-bye under concealer and I would love your product uh, uh and we had meeting after meeting and we went into the diligence phase where we showed our like product pipeline. We showed our uh, uh, future of you know projections and all that stuff. And it came down to the final meeting, and I thought it was going to be life changing. And uh, we flew up for it, and we were in person. So this head guy was like three feet from me in person. My husband was on the other side, and his whole team was there. And he says to me, um, he says like you know congratulations, we really love your product, uh, but we want to let you know it's a no. We're going to pass on mm. investing in it cosmetics. And I was like, okay. Um, so at this point I've heard hundreds of those, right? I'm like, well, can you tell me why? Like, can you share with me why? Cause usually feedback's a gift. And, um, wow. he says, you want me to be really honest with you? And I'm like, yes, please. And he says, I just, and he's literally three feet from me. And he goes, I just don't think men buy makeup from someone who looks like you with your body and your weight. And I remember this moment like it was yesterday for, for two reasons. And I just want to share with everyone here with us live is, you know, for it hurt I like a time of body doubt, like self doubt fled my body. I literally felt like I was staring my fear straight in the eye. Um, and I didn't even get angry at him. It wasn't even that it was like, Oh, I was over and I'll never. And yes, I went out to my car and cried my eyes out after that. But I had this feeling in this moment, literally when he said to me, I just don't think women will buy makeup from someone who looks like you with your body and your weight. I had this feeling I'll never forget like it was yesterday in my in the head of my stomach that said, he's wrong. Wow. Like he's wrong. Like I, I felt it. And I feel like those are the moments God talks to us, right? And those are the moments where we know what the truth is. And for years after this, (laughs) what would happen is I would get like all of a sudden his, I'd be tempted to replay his words in my head or I'd hear them or whatever. And I would literally, I learned how to turn down the volume on, on literally someone looking me in the eye and saying, you're not enough. Like you're, you know, you're rejected. You don't, I don't believe in you. Um, 
and I learned to turn the volume up like on that knowing, um, that still small voice. And I feel like that same thing is how we know if we're in the right relationship, if we're in the right job, if we have, if we're in the right friendship, like all of those things. And, and also, um, these kind of things are really why I wrote Believe It, right? What, how I've gotten to the place where I'm at now. And I feel like when we go through these experiences and we share them, that's where we all rise higher together. But also, Sarah, that famous saying, um, rejection is God's protection. Like just to, just to add a tiny bow that's kind of fun uh, to the end of this is I didn't hear from him for six years. And six years later, uh, when L'Oreal bought it cosmetics, right? It was, it was, um, the largest acquisition history and they're a public company. So they announced the purchase price all over everywhere. And I heard from him, I heard from that guy, um, for the first time in six years. And he said, congratulations. Uh, I was wrong. Um, and I realized in that moment, like, oh my God, had he believed, thank God that he didn't believe in me when he did, yeah. because I was so desperate. I probably given the majority of the company for almost no money. Um, but because he didn't believe in me, uh, the largest shareholders, Memorial eventually bought our company. So the whole idea that rejection, God's protection. And, uh, anyway, listing that still smiles, um, lessons that I think, um, have helped me like shed that kind of stuff, that, that self-doubt, that body doubt, just trusting feeling inside, um, and stepping into it. Uh, and, and, and on that journey of going, yeah, I am enough exactly how God made me. And this is the path I'm supposed to be on. And he's just, um, another person impacted by the beauty and is trying to change. So, yeah. Someone watching, Felicia says, I'm proud of you and will purchase your book now. Thank you. Thank you for turning down the volume. Okay, I'm going to read you guys this one part of the book. I'm going to let Jamie go because this speaks to exactly what you were saying in that moment. Um, you says, uh, here's what I learned and what I believe is true in life. When you live your truth, work extremely hard and do right by others. When it comes to the mean people, the ruthless competitors, the naysayers and the critics, they might not believe in you now, but one day they'll call you for advice. They might call you unqualified today, but one day they'll tell people how they know you. They might call you meek, but one day they'll call you mogul. They might call you uncool, but one day they'll call you friend. They might call you smaller, but one day they'll call you baller. They might call you crazy, but one day they'll call you genius. They might call you unworthy, but one day they'll call you legend. They might watch you cry, but one day they'll watch you swing them. They might call you on the phone to reject you, but one day they just might end up calling you boss jamie kern lima okay (laughs) believe it tell people how can we find you how can we find the book uh yeah so um so believe it.com i have the book where books are sold and i wrote a whole 95 page action plan that's free on believe it.com how to implement all the lessons and i'm on instagram at jamie kern lima and uh yeah i'm excited thank you for having me i'm excited for your book too and to scream it from the rooftops and and also just for your heart and your friendship so thank you for having me here thank you jamie take care of yourself try and get some rest i know you're working I'm working. I am. <laughs> Bye. All right, thank you. <laughs> Delegation. That was Jamie Kern Lima. Make sure that you log in so that we can figure out how people are going to call us baller. Okay. When I read this part of the book, I said, first of all, you know what? 
you better have some bars. Jamie dropped some Jay-Z bars on us real quick, okay? Ashley says, um, well, ladies, when Jamie leaves, so am I. <laughs> we getting dragged. Let me tell you, because some of you all were cutting up in the comment section, okay? Talking about eyebrows instead of the believe it work, okay? We need y'all to stay focused on the main thing. Keep the main thing the main thing. But she didn't have to come in slaying us like that, okay? She looked it amazing, okay? Listen, um... Listen, as Perry says, SJR, why she dropped them bars like that? I wasn't ready for those bars, okay? <laughs> uh, delegation, I appreciate y'all for, for trying to act right. Next week on the podcast, we're going to rescue those of you who didn't act right, and you know who you are. <laughs> And you know who you are and you know what you did and you know what you said and you're not right for it, okay? One of the things I loved about what Jamie said, though, was listening to that still small voice, which I think is exactly what Portia Williams was doing when she launched this organization to help families with the suicide intervention training. So big ups to her. Thank you for that. Sharon says, oh, I'm late, but still happy to be here and still got the word I needed. I love that Brittana says she preached a word. She did preach a word, Lisa says this was so needed indeed. Uh-huh, Shantina, Justina, Mariah... I got a whole list of delegation rescues. Ashley said, now you... Yeah, now Ashley, now you know they didn't act right. You know that you know that they didn't act right. Okay, how about that? Okay, we have one more rescue and then we're going to get into our advice questions. The 29-year-old photographer made history as the first black woman to shoot an American Vogue cover. London photographer Nadine just made history as the first black woman to shoot a cover for American Vogue, The Cut reports. Uh, she is no stranger to first. She was also the first woman of color to shoot a British Vogue cover in 2018. When speaking to the magazine about the lack of diversity in the industry, she said, when I was studying, there were virtually no female photographers of color. I feel like in doing this, I'm proving to younger girls from a similar background that it's achievable. We love that. And she's Jamaican Nigerian. That's like, that's like, that's like Shanice and I just came into one person. Okay. She Evo and Jamaican. We're going to have Jollof rice and peas. Peas and, but no, my, I'm going to bring the jollof rice. So the jollof rice and the peas, and they're going to get together, and that's going to be that, okay? Uh, how about that? Um, Kiara says, that was Sarah's nice way of getting us together. It sure was. <laughs> it sure was. But can we take a minute? Okay, y'all. Let's talk about this podcast for a minute. So, you know, um, last time we tried to have a guest, the technical issues were abundant, okay? The Wi-Fi issues were abundant. Okay, Jamie came right on in here. She said she seemed like she could hear me, seemed like y'all could hear me. That look at God just continuing to take us from level. Oh, Shanice wants me to be humble because last time this happened and then the last podcast and then things happened and here we were. So I'm going to be humble about it. But if I could just step out of humble for a minute, one day you telling me be humble, the next day you're going to be calling me a production engineer while you trying to read me they tell me to be humble one day but one day they're gonna call me a production engineer okay how about that from humble to baller okay you're calling me a shot caller no you're calling me a caller but then you're gonna call me a shot caller okay 
Aminka says, I love how West Indian women are winning. Yes, okay. Jasmine says, it was smooth, sis. Do you hear me? <laughs> Do you hear me? Okay, we made that thing happen, and I thank God for it. You know what? And this, I didn't even go to school for this, is what I'm saying, right? We just we just learned by error and default. You know what I mean? We said, you know what? We need to hardwire this thing. We need to bring some lights in. We need to switch the lens. We just out here testing things out. Rob is here. He hooked up all the audio. We won't take credit for his part but here you know what I mean sometimes Rob don't be here and y'all still hear us you know what I'm saying so like all I'm saying is that you don't have to go to school to learn how to do stuff you can learn how to do stuff without paying an arm and leg to do it as a matter of factly you could go to Skillshare if you really about that life because Skillshare will have you out here learning how to do graphic design photography freelance and entrepreneurship web development what is Skillshare you're saying Skillshare is an online learning community where millions come together to take to take the next step in their creative journey with thousands of inspiring classes for creative and curious people okay all right did y'all see what happened to you you was hyping me up and now it's time for you to learn to step into it okay skillshare is for creative and curious people lifelong learners real working creatives let me tell you something Y'all know y'all need to learn how to take these graphic design classes. If I see another flyer made on WordArt and Microsoft, child, sis, we WordArt, God wants you to be free from WordArt, okay? God wants you to be free to promote this business. And we don't have graphic designer money. Let's talk about it. Graphic designers want money. And right now we have, we a build up startup money. So you gonna have to be your own graphic designer. Don't let that thing stress you. Let it bless you. Go to Skillshare.com so that you can learn how to do you boo on a better level okay so join the millions of people who are learning today and with woman evolve you are going to get a very special code that i am scrolling down to find right now scrolling scrolling scroll oh there it is, okay? With Skillshare short classes you can move your creative journey forward without putting life on hold. Okay, so explore your creativity at Skillshare.com slash evolve, where our listeners will get a free trial of premium membership. That's two weeks free at Skillshare.com slash evolve. It's just, it's just, it's the excellence for me. It's the excellence in the transitions for me. Sometimes I don't even see them coming. I'm like, how am I going to do this? And I just keep talking. I just be talking until I stumble into something. It's how Kenzie became who she is. You just keep talking until you stumble into something, okay? Summer says, SJR stays coming through with the smooth transitions. I be doing what I can out here. Y'all don't even understand. I wear baggy stuff on here because I be sweating trying to come up with these transitions. <laughs> like, how are we going to make this happen Okay, um, Aaron says, okay, Skillshare, thanks for sharing. I'm telling you, I bless your life. Shantina says, I'm putting a class on there on how the delegation can get you in trouble. Yes, usually when guests are involved. <sighs> Y'all really don't know how to act, and it is just so evident. You know what I would like to do? Can you all email podcast at womanevolved.com and... We should do a. I should do the podcast with a member of the delegation, like the whole podcast. You don't have to set aside about two hours of your day. We can do some type of production screening. It'll be fine to make sure everybody's not going, you know, Kirk can carry on us. You know what I mean? And we can just get on here and do it together. Yeah, pro- podcast at womanevolve.com. 
Yeah, it'll be like a little interview process because you can't be on here doing what you be doing when we have folks here. You, okay? How about that? All right. Um, okay, so Noel says, y'all need to take a Skillshare class on how to be loyal to your fellow delegates because y'all be through ready to throw us under the bus. Yeah, because names were said, names are said. Let's get into the advice question, okay? Well, hello there, Pastor Sarah. I pray that all is well your way. I am, of course, sliding into the podcast email because I have a question for you and the delegation. I love God. I love being active in ministry and serving my leaders to make sure that they are well taken care of so that they can deliver the word of God to others. However, I find myself in the same rut over and over. I pray and read the Bible consistently for a period of time, and then I find myself slacking off. I ask myself, why is this my pattern? Is it my faith? What do I really believe? Do I believe that God is there for me the way he is for others? It's weird, you know. It's as if I lost my zeal and don't know how to regain it. Any suggestions for that? I hope all of that made sense. Thank you. Love you to life. P.S. I can't wait until we're all together again in person. I miss the we in-person events. Me too. Okay, me too. Um, So this question, I think, happens to a lot of us when we kind of feel stuck in the same cycle. My suggestion to you would be to do something that requires you to activate faith every day in your life. Part of the reason why life can start to get mundane and kind of stagnant for us is that nothing in our life requires faith anymore. That thing about going from glory to glory is that it's like getting a new job and you get a new job and you're like, okay, I'm gonna have to learn how to do this. I'm gonna have to learn to do that. And you are like praying, God help me. I'm eager, I'm learning, I'm researching. And then I kind of master how to do that thing well. And then I start to feel stuck and the very thing that used to be a stretch. That's beautiful to come to a place where you still stuck in a place that used to be a stretch. My suggestion to you would be to ask God, what is another area where I can begin stretching myself, where I can make a demand on my faith to be increased? Your faith is meant to grow and increase. When we talk about having a mustard seed of faith, it's not that your faith stays the size of a mustard seed. It's that it begins as a mustard seed, but continues to grow and develop over time. So begin to ask yourself, what is an area of my life where I need to exercise faith every single day. I will tell you with Woman Evolve, every day is basically a faith day for us. <laughs> like this podcast is a faith day. Every, you don't understand, like right before we went live today, all of the stories got erased out of the system. So now they're like plugging the stories in as we use, as they come up in the podcast. Like doing the book thing is a faith thing for me. It takes faith to write the book because they want 60,000 words and you sit down and you have one and then you have a hundred and that's still a far away from 60,000. And yet you keep asking, keep praying, keep pouring those words into the paper, praying that God will bless as you pour. That is what we have to do. We have to live our life in such a way where we say, God, I'm going to keep pouring, but can you bless it as I pour? Because we feel like our cup only has a certain amount to pour. But when we ask God to bless as we pour, we learn as the widow did that if we continue to use what God has given us, that he will continue to replenish and give us more than we ever thought possible. So much so that we'll look back and we'll thank God. I started pouring over six months ago and I can't believe that this is the result of that pour. So you need to to make a demand on your faith, make a demand on your anointing to really take things to the next level. Let's see what the delegation is saying though. Um, Miss Rachel's, I guess that stood out to her. Where is, what is another area where I can begin stretching myself by exercising faith? Uh 
Lisa says, stepping out of our comfort zone. Daniel says, just missed your <laughs> blessing cutting up. Uh-oh. Ashley says, oop, been a Christian since seven and you still have mustard seed faith. Yeah, that it takes time and you your faith needs an environment for it to flourish. And so your fear oftentimes is keeping you from experiencing a new level of faith. Your fear, sometimes your disappointment, sometimes your insecurity keeps you from experiencing another level of faith. There is so much that God wants to reveal to us about our identity, about our lives, but he is only limited to what we will allow him access to. But when we say, God, I don't know how you could take this mess of a life and turn it into something. I don't know how you can take my lack of experience and turn it into something, but I'm I'm going to allow you access to that area. Then we begin to see how God blesses our work. Cece says, I do a devotional every day and love worshiping. Love that. Jocelyn Brown says, a demand on my faith. Terry says, this podcast and chat is divine intervention right on time. We love to hear that. Ray Ray says, we're all going back and forth in this time. You must replenish in God's presence alone time. Self-care, he refreshes as we drink, partake in his power, cast your cares. Love that. Um, Ashley says, your why should, shouldn't be stated at the beginning of the journey. Repeat your why daily. I love that. I love that repeating your why daily. Ashley, I'm going I'm to let you not be in timeout for about five minutes, but then you got to go back because I saw you cutting up, okay? But Ashley, this is what I'm going to say. Repeating your why, because a lot of people say things like, you need your why, you need your why, you got to know your why, because if you don't have your why, you won't do it. But keeping your why in the forefront of your mind, one of the reasons why I have to take time and literally just read the comments that are on social media, to read the comments that are happening in our private Facebook groups is because it reminds me that these scatterbrain ideas, (laughs) that this stuff that we throw together is literally helping to meet people where they are and challenging them to do better. Like I love hanging out with you guys on this podcast. I love seeing you in the chat section. I love those of you who don't get to always catch us live, but you come and leave a comment or slide in our DMs. It is such a reminder to me that you guys are ever present with me and you guys are my, like you are my why. You are what gives my purpose fulfillment. You are what gives everything that God gives me life and being able to pour to you is one of just like my greatest achievements, you know? Um, So yeah, repeating your why. Love that. Thank you, Ashley, for that. Vanessa said, oh, Ashley, she gave you a little breaky break. Now back in the corner. (laughs) I love that. Um, S. Perry, repeating your why daily. Love it. What's your Instagram, Ashley? I believe in giving folks credit because we gonna post this. And when we post it, we want your name on it. Ashley, tell us your Instagram so that we don't steal it is not above us to steal because we still have a little evenness, okay? But if you would tell us your Instagram, we won't have to do that. Um, Justina says, sis, I sent a DM months ago. Can I resend for another? Send it again. Don't give up on me. Send it again or send your email to podcast at womanevolved.com where it for sure won't be missed unless Shanice is intentionally missing them because y'all done said something that was crazy because she don't let the crazy stuff make it on past. Oh, the emails are coming through. <laughs> podcast, send your advice questions to podcast at womanevolved.com. Uh, send me your resume to be my co-host. What's your favorite episode? How long have you been watching? Um, and Ashley, drop your... Oh, Ashley's Instagram is Ashley Ray. A-S-H-L-E-E-R-A-E underscore. All right. 
That's it. Okay. I'm going to post it on my Instagram and then I'll tag her. Okay. Next question. Hi, Auntie Sarah. I am sorry this is long, but please, I hope you can answer this. I have been in an on again, off again relationship for seven years now. He always pops back up and I say, let me try again. We have talked about our future plans and honestly, we are in different worlds. He seriously wants 10 children and I think that is absolutely ridiculous. He tries to tell me what I can and cannot do. I have always had issues with his mentality. Recently, I'm wondering if he isn't meant for me. Why does he, if he's not meant for me, why does he keep coming back? Girl, the devil kept, girl, the devil's all, he just, okay. How did you know Uncle Teray was the one? What was different about him? I need courage to break this one off. I never questioned whether or not he was going to stay. There was never this on again, off again. I don't like his mentality. I loved everything about him so much so that the only issue I ever had was whether or not I was going to allow myself to believe this as truth or if I was going to tell myself it's too good to be true. You know, this on again, off again, I have issues with his mentality. He's not it. And you know why he keep coming back? Because devil keep coming back, fat keep coming back, depression like to come back, all the bad things like to come back, the good things like to stay. Okay, the good things don't have no revolving door, the good things like to stay, you know what I'm saying? I wish I had a good analogy for it, but what I don't, because you caught me on the spot, but what I'm telling you is this, that bad stuff, it loves to come back and trip trip you up, okay? But... He ain't it. So this one, I'm going to tell you. Um, courage to break this one off is going to come down to you coming to a place where you are intrigued by who you would be without him. You need to cast a vision for yourself, not for your relationship. Cast a vision for yourself. What kind of woman are you? How do you show up in the world? And do you feel those things when engaging with this person? And if you don't, then you need to break up with him so that you can end up with you. Oh my, oh my. Break up with him and get together with you because you out here all divided up. And that's not what God loves in this season. God wants you to be one, okay? He wants you to be of one heart, one mind, one soul, one spirit. And he got you all here divided up looking crazy. And on again, off again for seven years. Seven years is too long, you know, to be on again, off again. We need to be moving somewhere. I don't want to be on this same cycle for seven years. This needs to be, we're going to have to, you know, we tried. We've tried. Seven years is completion. Completion is over. We can completed this trying and now it's time for us to not try is what I'm saying but let's see what the delegation said coach Sabrina Pitt says I need to learn that Brianna says wholeness is your portion Shantina says who are you without that man boom he ain't the one sis Jess says I needed this come on Antoinette says cast a vision for yourself I felt that come on somebody Brianna says that's a word ML Snyder says yes the good things stay love Shani says it's a word a word for me okay Stephanie O'Connor says those are the thoughts you have when you're with a controlling person trust your gut you're worried for a reason let that thing go the somebody I don't know how to say your name says how do I show up to how do I show up to be read about good things stay and I had to stop doubting that it was too good to be true woe on the vision for myself bring on the word let me tell you something the greatest issue I had was me trying to make space in my heart to believe that it was true okay I'm gonna say this and then I'm gonna shut up but this one I'm gonna say I had to 
break the mentality of waiting for the other shoe to drop. It is this idea that we end up thinking like, but when is the bad part of you going to come up? When are you going to make me feel insecure? When am I going to feel jealous? When am I going to feel less than? Because that is the cycle. You've had seven years of this, so you've got a damaged heart here. Like, I'm going to keep it 100 with you. Seven years of on again, off again means that you have experienced opening your heart, trying to close your heart, opening your heart, trying to close your heart. Your heart is not meant to be tossed around like that. Your heart is meant to be handled with care. And when a person person proves to you that they're not able to handle your heart with care. It is your responsibility to take your heart back and handle your heart with responsibility, only giving it away when it is finally someone who can actually handle the precious, delicate nature of your heart. There's nothing wrong with you being sensitive. There's nothing wrong with you being loving. It's something wrong with you giving it to someone who doesn't appreciate it. So my greatest issue when I met my husband was to break the mentality that every relationship has to have a little poison in it. And I was madly in love with a man, but I was waiting for him to inject me with the poison of doubt, with the poison of insecurity, with the poison of I'm not enough, with the poison of staying up all night, wondering if I could trust that person. And the poison never came. The only time the poison showed up is when I invited my history to be a part of my present. And so I had to make the decision to say, I am not going to continue continue to allow my history to dictate what I think is possible for my present, especially if God has presented me with a gift and I'm sitting here rejecting it or contaminating it and not able to receive it. And so I had to let my guards down and dare to trust. I had to let my guards down and dare to believe that even if another shoe dropped, that I could survive. But if the other shoe never dropped, then I would miss out on the love of a lifetime. And Teray Roberts is the love of a lifetime. That's my man. And that's all Mary had a little lamb. I love him. I love him and I love that I have been able to receive him. And that every day that I get to receive him, it's, it's Christmas, it's Disneyland. <laughs> He's... I do. That's my guy, you know? Um, So, yeah. Karina says, we in church therapy and a talk show. E.K. Todd says, oh, this this is for me on this day. Zia says, dare to believe, dare to trust. Jamie says, I've kept my word to everyone I've ever met. I took great pride in this until I realized I've never kept my word to me. Get to know your heart first is great advice. Love this. Understand who you are. Esper says, SJR, are these gems in the books or not? Because this advice section was a master course. Um, Yeah, there's this and so much more. Brianna says, now why my eyes got sweaty at the sincerity of in that I love him. Let me tell you something. That's, That's my guy. That's my guy. And I feel like the way the way and path that leads to you having that kind of love starts with you having that kind of love for yourself. Because I came to a place where I was like, I'm my girl. <laughs> like, I rock with her. I like her. And I was able to introduce who I love to him and we have loved her and I have loved him and together we have fallen in love with each other over and over again. So, all right, so you know what I say all the time when you're single 
it takes courage to break up because this person, no matter how toxic that person is, takes up space in your life. And so you have to find something to replace that space that that person took up. Of course, I'm gonna tell you, turn on your worship music, get you some sermons, get you some books, but you may need to learn another language. Make this thing fun. Maybe it's time for you to learn some boxing, but take a Skillshare course, learn how to cook. Cooking is not your ministry. Maybe you've never tried it. You could possibly enjoy it. Enjoy it. Do whatever is necessary for you to fall in love with yourself so that you become one step closer and closer to that woman who you love and adore. And you know, if you need a little help in the kitchen, HelloFresh is available because HelloFresh has fresh and fresh pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. You don't even have to go to the grocery store and look like that person who at the aisle who's never never had to pick this up. What is coriander? I don't even know if I'm going to the spice aisle or if I'm going to the produce section. Okay. Some of y'all lost. Okay. You lost and you lost and never to be found when you go into the grocery store. That's all right. HelloFresh is going to bring it right to your door. And when they bring it right to your door, it's going to help you become the chef that you see in your head. Okay. HelloFresh cuts out stressful meal planning and grocery store trips, or you can enjoy cooking. So you can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in about 30 minutes or less. HelloFresh offers 10 to 20 minute meals, low prep recipes, and quick breakfasts and lunches. Perfect for your busy schedule because you know you at home and you eat more than you usually do. HelloFresh is 28% cheaper than shopping at your local grocery store and 72% cheaper than a restaurant meal without sacrificing the quality because eating out is suspensive, okay? So you guys already know how I feel about HelloFresh. One of my faves said it once, I'll say it again, the Korean beef tacos. Let me tell you, in the Korean beef tacos, they have you pickle some vegetables. Vegetables, I don't eat like radishes and cucumbers. You slice them up and you pickle them and you put them on a taco. Now, let me tell you something. I like to eat, but I don't like to get too adventurous and fancy with my eating because God didn't call me to do all of that. But I pickled them vegetables just to see what they was talking about. And they was talking about something. Okay, and I want you to hear what thus saith the Lord through HelloFresh's recipes, because sometimes he likes to speak. And are you going to be available to listen? Go to HelloFresh.com slash WomanEvolve12 and use WomanEvolve12 for free 12 meals, for 12 free meals, including free shipping. That is free 12 meals, okay, including shipping. Again, that is HelloFresh.com slash WomanEvolve12. Use code WomanEvolve12. I said 12 free meals, okay? I said 12. That's all right. Um... All right, and it's snack time in the sanctuary because we have been on this podcast all year long. This episode is about two years long. It's longer than is even necessary. So here's my snack for you today. On March 19th, we have Hey You. We're gonna be talking about courage. We're gonna, um, I'm gonna share a message that is gonna require courage on my part in order to share it, but I want you to be a part of it. It is March 19th. Mark your calendars on YouTube, on Facebook. It's 7 Central Standard Time. That's 8 Eastern. That's 5 p.m. Pacific. That's 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Come and join us. This week, we're focused on, focusing on worship, having courageous worship. So, Once again, we've been talking about courage, being courageously free. This week, we're gonna talk about courageous worship. And I want us to consider worship outside of the aspect of someone leading us into worship, but how we come to a place where our life, our thoughts, our spirit is worship. Um, 
I just, okay, so worship, when I was reading and studying about this, worship means to turn to God. And when we turn to God in every area of our life, it should show up in how we show up in the world. And I believe the disconnect in how we're showing up for others, and maybe even for ourselves, is that we're showing up, but we're looking at who we think we should be. We're looking at who other people want us to be, and that's how we show up. But when we turn to God, He gives us vision, creativity, and strategy on how to show up in a way that reflects Him. Why would we want to reflect God? Because when we reflect God, we reflect light. And when we reflect light, there is wisdom, there is patience, there is kindness, there is innovation. There are so many things connected to us turning to God. And so I want to have a sit down talk with you guys. It'll be a little bit different than maybe what you have experienced in the past, but I want to talk to you about us intentionally turning to God and not in this like big, scary way, but in this very real way of changing our lives so that we can show up consistently as a person who has been in the face of God and therefore can shine for others. So March 19th, March 19th, Courageous Worship. And uh, we'll have a special little playlist to help you get your worship atmosphere together after we sit down and chat for a bit. Um, Thank you guys for being patient with us, for loving on me. (laughs) Um, And... Um, for growing with us on this podcast. It's amazing. You, we've done two interviews this year and that's something, okay? That's something. I don't I don't know, but it's something. And uh, Shantina says, I done found some gospel trap music. I put my boosie aside and I feel real saved now. It ain't nothing like feeling real, real saved. Um, I love that for you. Love that you're experiencing that safety, but still getting to feel like a thug, like a little baby gospel thug down on the inside, okay? Um, okay, so... Let's pray. God, we invite your presence, not just for a moment, but as a lifestyle. May we live in the consciousness of you being ever present, always with us, always available to pour, to teach, to comfort, and to guide. We receive your peace. We receive your power. We receive wisdom for this journey. We turn to you. We're curious about what you see. We're curious about what you say. We're listening. Our hearts are open. Begin speaking even now, God, so that we may be prepared for where you will lead us on Friday when we come together, but most importantly, where you will lead and guide us forever. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I love you.